males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times best-selling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. With you this week are Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow. Gentlemen, let us begin. Got a very special episode for you today don't you think so anthony <laughs> he's doggone good looking is all i know man uh we had the fortunate privilege to uh interview big george foreman uh for this episode he's got a movie coming out today going live today now anthony and i have already seen the movie we and it was went, fantastic and we went to a private screen and it yeah. was great yeah it was great what did you what did you think about it man you know I'm, I'm always wondering i get a chance to see some of this stuff pre-production and all that and i'm always wondering man you're gonna have to go in here and tell a lie and say oh man how good this is and it's gonna be podunk and all this stuff because i had no idea that it was a real production when yeah. we were originally invited and to go in there man and just see the movie man completely blown away so well done good action good acting just uh theatrically it was fantastic so yeah. i was uh pleasantly surprised and i was shocked i'm not going to give anything away about george's response to watching it and seeing that actor uh, portray him yeah i was a little like wow he really you know he really got into that so yeah that was uh, awesome so anyway guys just take a listen to this interview again big george foreman if you don't know anything about him i don't know who you are uh, must live under a rock somewhere. But. So he is officially Big George Foreman now for you from oh, this point forward oh, because of the name Foreman. of the movie. It's Big George Foreman. <laughs> but if you don't if you don't know anything about him, he was troubled as a child, uh, went into the job corps, became an amateur boxer, became an Olympic champion, and then just worked his way up until uh, the heavyweight champion of the world lost. And then years later, lost all of his money. So he, the only thing he could do was box. So he went back, and that's when he incredibly won the world championship at age forty-five. Yeah, Which and he reminds us. I he reminds us the motivation was those ten kids that he's got. <laughs> ten, dude. That is crazy. That's work. <laughs> that is a lot of work. But anyway, guys, sit back, listen to this interview uh, with Big George Foreman. Yeah. Can, you, can you hear us okay? I can hear you just fine. I was enjoying your conversation. <laughs> well, uh, it can get interesting between us two. So, George, you got that beauty filter on your camera, man. You're looking good over there. Oh, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Staying hydrated. Well, thank you for. I know you're a busy man these days with the movie coming out. So, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. I hate to start out so serious, but I I know that you're known for sizing up your opponents pretty quickly. <laughs> so just by looking at Anthony and I, which one do you feel could last the longest in the ring with you? <laughs> no Man, pressure. I can't even lose my temper right anymore. <laughs> All you have to do is say to me, boo, I'll run to my wife. Uh, <laughs> So that's you, Anthony. Yeah, had I known it was going to be a contest, George, I would have worn my Spanx, you know, and put the black <laughs> dye in my beard. Yeah, I, I got no more physical fight in me. No, no. <laughs> hey, 
no, on a serious, just before we get, because I know you have this movie coming out, which I've watched already, by the way, which is great. What are your thoughts on the current state of boxing as as it is right now? Well, I love boxing. I think the uh, Tyson Fury, uh, Anthony Joshua in the heavyweights, and uh, uh, Deontay Wilder, those are some of the best fighters. They could have existed in any era. They're that good. Canelo Alvarez, who goes down in a lighter weight. I love those boxes. Mm. Mayweather was there for a while as, as well. Oh yeah, he's a he he's a beast. I love that guy. George, when I when I mention the name Ron Lyle, what do you think about, man? Oh, scary. <laughs> nightmare. Ron Lyle back in the 70s, he hit me so hard it didn't hurt. All I could see was my face down on the <laughs> canvas thinking, what excuse do you have now, George? <laughs> I kept and I had to get up because I'd lost the title. And I had excuses about Muhammad Ali, but this night, I couldn't think of an excuse. I kept getting up. He kept knocking me down, but I kept, finally, he beat me so much, he got tired and (laughs) And I won the match. (laughs) (laughs) When I heard that, that was incredible. I mean, he he fought so hard that he ended up passing out, like he fainted. (laughs) Can you believe that? Yeah, that's great. But I wouldn't quit. You go out there and tell people that you're going to be champed and uh, you lost the title. That wasn't the best of me. And then you got to go out and prove it. And that was that fight was my proving ground. Well, you know, there's a there's another boxer. You may know Manny Pacquiao, of course. And, um, you know, you guys have very similar storylines in the sense of, you know, he he wasn't a Christian. Uh, his life was a mess. Actually, my pastor led him to the Lord before a fight. Oh. And uh, has spent many, many hours and days and with him, discipling him and helping him. But then afterward, he said this one thing. He told him, he goes, you know, you have to fight for your marriage. You have to fight for other things like you fought in the ring. So when you hear that, what was the change in you? Because I know this movie really describes really well the change, the transformation that happened to you. But what did you take into your Christian faith that you learned in the ring how to fight for a championship, what did you take to become the incredible husband, father, entrepreneur, everything that you've accomplished, what things did you take with you? Fight is the exact explanation of what it it taken me to accomplish so much in life. I didn't know that there was a God. I didn't even believe in religion. But that night in 77, when I had an experience, I was dead and alive again. I found God and then I became acquainted with Jesus Christ. It enabled me to do anything I wanted to do because I had another something like a secret weapon, prayer. Mm. I knew I had faith in my prayers and I accomplished so much with it. I don't know how I did it the first time without it. I just don't understand. Mm. George, you know, I, I want to be a straight shooter. So I got an opportunity to to see the film as well. And anytime that you go and see these projects and you get an opportunity to see films early, you're hoping that it's great and you want to go in and you're like, is it going to be real? Is it going to be some sidebar kind of film? And I walked in and I was just completely shocked at how well the film was done. I mean, just artistically, it was great. And then I get a chance to see you over and over again, you say something in a lot of your interviews about staying hungry. 
And that was what I just picked up from the film is that you did stay hungry and you had obstacles in front of you. And I just really appreciated that. But the stay hungry thing, like you're a big guy. So did that really that did that mentality come in as like a physical I stay hungry or, or what is it that you do to keep yourself in that mindset of staying hungry? And you said to always continue earning money, just all these mantras that you preach to yourself. <laughs> That's strange because I was really at a place, uh, a church in near Georgia, and I was out of boxing, of course, trying to find funds for my youth center that I had started. And uh, the preacher asked for money. He said, come on, let's help George Foreman with his kids at the youth center. <laughs> and I felt so embarrassed that night. Mm. After three days in that town, I said, I'll never ask anyone for mm. anything ever again. I'm going to be champion of the world again. And I read the hunger was there again. I stopped boxing because I didn't have hate and uh, vengeance in my heart anymore. Mm. But I found out there was a reason to fight uh, again for that youth center, for my children to fight, not just to beat up people, but to fight to be champ of the world so I could show them to do it. Mm. Never a punch in anger. Mm. Mm. And I know that, um, you know, that you've accomplished a lot now afterward and, how has your faith played into your success after boxing? Well, in boxing, you are strong and you throw all your punches. And then all of a sudden, if you don't have any more uh, strength or endurance, you faint too. <clears throat> but once I got faith, I realized when I would give out, God would help me the rest of the way. And that enabled me to accomplish a lot, knowing looking over my shoulder, okay, God, your time. I don't have any more. <laughs> God backed me and God would back me up. And that, that, that's the truth. Absolutely. I know the feeling, and, you know, just one thing. And I know I've watched some of your interviews and you're always very uh, humble about your skills and your talents. So I'm curious of one thing. I know that you started out and you said you didn't grow up well and you called yourself a thief and then you came to this place where you were under a house and all these kinds of things and decided to change your life. You go to Job Corps, you do all these things. But this is one thing that I want you to really be honest about. When you when you were a, an Olympian, you really downplayed your talent level. You say you just closed your eyes and kind of swung. <laughs> I mean, did you really feel like your talent level was that uh, far below the competitors and you just had the heart and the hunger to go out there and sling them down. Was, was it really like that? Or, or are you underplaying your talent level at that time? Doc Broders, oh, Forrest Whitaker played that part of Doc Broders, my original trainer. He believed in me. I didn't want to be a boxer. Who wants to be a boxer? <laughs> but he wouldn't let me go. George, you could be champ. And uh, my 25th boxing match was my Olympic gold medal match in the Olympics. 25 boxing matches. And uh, I think four of those all happened in the Olympics themselves. And so I didn't have much experience. So what mm. I would do a lot of times is close my eyes and say, I hope I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of times in, in the amateurs, I'd wake up, open my eyes, and the guys would be on the floor. <laughs> Then I'll start dancing like, I did it, I did it. But I don't know how that happened. <laughs> now, I mean, I know that we both said that we really enjoyed the movie. And it was, as Anthony said, was so well done. But what did you think about the movie after you saw it for the first time? Oh, there were points in the movie, a couple of points where I just cried. Mm. Because they, you, you write books and you tell people. But when you see your life in art, 
it really captured mm. how, where I had come from. Oh, I was I, I cried a few times. The movie touched my heart. It really did. Mm. That great. You know, you're the king of one-liners too, man. I was looking at another interview that you had did, and you said that you went from being the prodigal son to the fatted calf. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, boy, that is well put together, man. And that is a, a pastor's verbiage right there. But just with that in mind, man, what do you do nowadays, George? Are you still working to actively stay physically fit? Because you look great, man. I mean, you make me want to go get some work done as good as you look, man. But I'm just wondering, what do you do now to kind of stay in shape and, and those kinds of things, training? Well, the curse of an athlete, to, you know, you're an athlete, it's a curse because you got to work out for the rest of your life. Mm. And I get up in the morning, things are not going to go well for me unless I hit that punching bag, lift the weights, and get on that bicycle and exercise. I have to do it. Don't think I'm showing off. It's just like I know I'm not going to have a pleasant life without exercise, and I love it now. You know, Well, I try to love it now. <laughs> yeah, try. I know several athletes that will not even go back into a <laughs> weight room. <laughs> but uh, – you know, during in the movie, and you've said it several times, the George Foreman Youth Community Center there in Houston. What was the what was the genesis for you wanting to start that? Well, I I, I walked away from sports. I was a preacher, full time preacher, and then I stopped by a gym that my brother ran in uh, Houston, Texas, and it looked like a lady saw me with her son, saying, "George Foreman, he can really have my son." Mm. And I gave her that look as if to say, "Look." bring him to church. That's how you can help a kid, not boxing. <laughs> but I inquired about the kids a couple of months later. The two of them had robbed a grocery store, a stop and go store. And one of them shot the store key. And I thought mm. if I had only given those kids some time, mm. and that's what made me start the youth center, I was going to be there to just be there for the kids, not preach to them, just be there. I lost those two kids, but I didn't lose any more. Wow. That's great. You know, as I was watching the movie, you're always uh, interested in who plays the part of someone, especially when they're famous, you know, how they're going to play it. What did you think about Chris Davis and how he played you? Because I, I thought he did great. Now, I don't I don't honestly I didn't think that he was as good looking as you. But, uh, <laughs> but, but other no, than what? that, what did you think? That's Chris Davis, I looked on the movie and he was George Foreman. Mm. He brought that character alive because a real actor, he's a stage actor. He brought that character alive mm. and I saw him in the ring and I forgot that it wasn't <laughs> me up there. I really, I really forgot. And he became George Foreman. And uh, so happy they found a good actor, really a great actor to bring that character alive. I mm. loved every moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a wonderful movie. And I'm curious. I'm a man of faith, too, George, and, and I'm also in the business world as well. And I know that faith and business sometimes are like polar opposites. Mm -hmm. You are expected to do some things and provide some things in business. A lot of times it may disagree with your faith. Do you still find yourself in those quandaries? Who do you go to when you're when you're you know weighing those things? And do you have any advice for like uh, men and women of faith as they you know, intersect with the business world. Oh, the truth is so important. And I, I've learned a simple thing is that that camera, when you're talking about a product, it tells the truth. You may mm -hmm. not be, if you're not telling the truth, they're going to see right through it. Mm. <laughs> you know, a lot of times I used to 
hear people say, I'm going to Disney. And they didn't go to Disney at all. <laughs> but when I make certain that I'm going to Disney, I go to Disney. Yeah, yeah. Everything that I promoted, I believed in, I used it, and I loved it. And so, and that's a good, and that's the best business in the world is to have some integrity about yourself. Absolutely. You know, one thing that we talk about here a lot, uh, and the whole reason why we kind of started this podcast was the relationship between Anthony and I, and just, we wanted people to see that diversity is possible and you can be friends and not agree with everything. Uh, we're both men of faith. I'm a pastor as well. And so we give credit a lot to each other and to our other men that are around us. Who do you, you know, in the boxing world or even now, who are the men that you say, if I didn't have these men in my corner, you know, I would not be who I am today. Who who would those men be? Doc Brothers, the first human being, Doc Brothers believed in me. Yeah. If I, I never would have been anything without him as far as boxing is concerned. He kept telling me, stop fighting in the streets, George. Clean up your life. You can be champion of the world. I ran from boxing, but he kept me in the gym, believing in me. Couldn't have made it without Doc Brothers. And, of course, there have been so many other people, especially the great athlete Jim Brown, who was mm. running back. He and the other Johnny Niners from way back did a public service. Said, if you're looking for a second chance, Join the job corps. Jim Brown and I became the best of friends. That's great. I remember those 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 two guys important in my life. I looked up to them. George, I, I completely identify with that. I uh, I come from a similar background. I was uh, a criminal and did some despicable things in my life and actually was arrested and went to the penitentiary and came out of the other side of that. But just having you talk just now, I remember the first person to look at me and go, I believe in you. I I think that you can mm -hmm. do this thing. I think that you can progress in this business. And how it just, it, for the first time, it made me dream a dream that I wasn't able to dream on my own. And I know that that's probably what it was for you, for someone to look into your life. And I know that you mentioned you were a bully, but he took what you had naturally and focused it into a place to be productive. And I just applaud you for the center that you've opened up. And and also as a pastor, I'm impressed that you say you don't talk much about God and there's no Bibles in your center. You just want to be there and be mm -hmm. available as a mentor and as a man, as someone to look at them and say you are capable of more. And I just uh, I applaud you for that. I love what you said. No better said. <laughs> well, I know that we're wrapping up, uh, George, and I do. Again, this has been an amazing time with you. And I do have one last question. You know, looking back at your life and career, I mean, it's you have been successful. And I know there have been some failures along the way because everybody has them. Uh, that's what makes us really appreciate success. But what are you most proud of? And what advice would you give? A lot of men listen to this podcast. We're mostly uh, geared toward men. But what advice would you give the men listening right now uh, as far as success? And again, what are you most proud of? Now, I pride myself on that one statement uh, that I give to all my kids. Forgiveness is that subtle thread that binds both love and friendship. Mm. Without forgiveness there, you could be a, wake up without a father, a mother, sister, brothers, even children mm. are honed and really stick to forgiveness. And that's the challenge all of us should have is to make certain we forgive and we can grow. Not only grow, but have more friends and family. Well, George, again, 
Anthony and I, we're just blown away that uh, we've got a chance to talk with you. Uh, again, the movie was great. I thought it really captured. Uh, it made me feel like that I know you and I have never met you in person, but it made me feel like that I know your life and uh, what a life it has been, uh, a transformed life. And we all know that your faith in God has done that. And um, just so appreciate you being here. And you're the first guest that we've had, by the way, that has completely understood Anthony because we are both from Texas. So I could see that you were understanding each other really, really well. He knows the language. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I just, uh, yeah. And and actually, I know that you're from the Houston area. I'm from the Dallas area. And traditionally, we don't really get along very well. I mean, Houston and Dallas. But I just... Uh, yeah, it's Dal a Dallas is that small town close to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a road stop compared to Houston. But I just, I just wanted, to, I wanted to thank you so much. And I do just want to reiterate one thing that people that are about or thinking about going to see this movie, it's not going to be one of those movies that you're going to support a great cause. You're going to go to be entertained it will stand head to head with any of these movies that you've seen about boxing and entertainment and hold your attention it was so well done so well written and thank you so much for allowing us to see it early and for the opportunity to spend some time with you today uh, we look forward to the many more times that you'll be on our podcast absolutely that's good thank you guys i love you thank you friend. thank you so much Gentlemen, I told you that it was going to be a great interview. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Anthony, uh, any any thoughts as we were talking? I mean, I think you kind of had a man crush on him a tad bit. Yeah, a little bit, man. I'm, I'm not really, you know, pushed around or motivated or all that with starstruck by many people, man. But to see this guy, I mean, he's a big old dude. He got that great grandpa spirit on him, man. He and does. he is very authentic. And that just rings my bell. So it was pretty cool to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's what came across to me. Just he was real, just you could tell tell he's a professional commentator. Yeah. You know, he's been interviewed thousands and thousands of times. You could definitely tell that. Uh, but he was genuine and he was present for our questions. And yeah. I think that he we caught him off guard a few times. Yeah, that was awesome, too. With a few of them. So, guys, again, we hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget the movie's out today. Go see it. Take your boys. Take your kids. Take your family. Take your friends. Go watch it. You'll enjoy it. Anthony, any last words? I just want to say it's not one of those movies that you're going to go see as courtesy or to support some some true you know person or something like that. Yeah. You're going for straight up entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. I mean, it is a great yeah. movie. Take your matter, brothers. Go watch it because that's one of the arts of great man. To join the great man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.